podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome. Yes, we are but a couple of days out from the ashes, and I cannot wait to bring you this guest. It's a pretty good guest. And yeah, I know we've got an amazing back catalogue of people like Jimmy Anderson and Jason Roy and Ollie Pope and Sir Alistair Cook, Sir Andrew Strauss, Jimmy Neesham. I mean, we have got an amazing catalogue of guests you know Darren Goff has been on the podcast as well Alex Tudor absolutely amazing um Sakeem Mahmood on one of our World Cup podcasts Liam Livingston I'm just thinking I mean I'm not going to list them all just go and find out for yourself have a look back on this podcast feed but this guest Matt Root father of England captain Joe he's a great talker he's great um and look all cards on the table Chris and I know Matt pretty well and uh, we had a really good chat with him just a, a week or so ago, so just before the Ashes, he was starting to get that kind of pre-Ashes fever a little bit. Usually he'd be out there, but he's not this time for obvious reasons due to the old COVID. So he'll be watching along with us in one of the Greenwood Sports Bar nights that we put on, which are now fully booked. Um, and also, you can watch it on BT Sport as well. I did give this tip on the last podcast, but for anybody that listened, it's not an advert. It's just basically me saying... If you want to watch the Ashes and you think, oh my God, BT Sport, I don't want to go for a subscription that's like well expensive. It isn't. It's 25 quid, which is a quid a day effectively for the Ashes. And that's not including if you watch, you know, any football or rugby, which there's loads of during the festive period as well. So I think I think that's probably a good bet. 25 quid. Go for it. Go for it. That's how you can watch BT Sport, certainly for the next month whilst England is stuffing the Aussies down under. So, there we go. Look, we're going to be putting podcasts out daily. Ash's daily podcast, apparently. Anyway, we're going to see how that one goes, depending on how tired we are, which I suspect will be very, um, particularly after those big nights that we're having at the Greenwood Sports Bar. Anyway, we'll see how they go. We'll see how they go. Do bear with us. Keep in touch on the socials. England's Barmy Army on Instagram, the Barmy Army on Twitter. And also, email us. We want to have a chat. Chris and I will happily read some stuff out. We'll also need a bit of content, let's be honest. <laughs> Info at barmyarmy.com is where you can email us as well. With any funny little tidbits that you see throughout the night in your sleepless delirium, um, watching the boys bring the urn home. Anyway, this is the second of two really great chats that we've got with non-players, non-cricketers. I say non-cricketers, Matt was a blooming good player. As you're about to find out, this is Matt Root with Chris Millard and James Gregg right here on the Shackles Are Off podcast. No clues or no prizes for guessing who the relation is and what the relationship is. We did say a couple of weeks ago we we're going to be talking to Matt. And, um, I mean, first of all, Matt, 
your involvement with the Barmy Army. We'll come on to the obvious shortly because we're going to talk about the Ashes and, and whatnot as well. But your involvement with the Barmy Army, wh- wh- where's it started? Because, you know, you are obviously the dad of Joe and the dad of Billy and the proud one of that. But prior to that, a cricket fan and a cricketer yourself. So where did this kind of, where, where did this relationship begin with the Barmy Army? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hello, James. Hello, Chris. First time on. Um, yeah, my, my first um, dealings with the Barmy Army were back in 2005 when um, Joe and Billy were quite small mm. and we took them to South Africa for the, uh, for the winter. And uh, I remember having a couple of good games on the beach with the likes of Richard Kettleborough and Neil Carter and one or two of them. <laughs> Charles Langevelt was there and Micaiah and Teeny. Oh, wow, fantastic. So, yeah, good beach cricket team. And, uh, <laughs> not bad, by yeah, the way. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember, yeah, taking the kids into the Barmy Army and having a good old sing song. I think they got a bit of a bit of a, a taste for it then. Mm. Um, so that was that was that was the first time uh, that that that, uh, that introduced the kids to it. Yeah. My my first um, my first sort of involvement was actually on a on a plane flight in two, the 2013-14 tour to Australia. Uh, and I got sat next to a bloke on a flight from Adelaide to Perth, and he, he, he was telling me he just played for the Barmy Army at cricket in Adelaide. And I thought, wow, fancy representing the Barmy Army at cricket. How do you get to do that? So uh, anyway, he gave me Paul Burnham's phone number. So I phoned, uh, I phoned Paul up, and uh, he sort of said, uh, "No, no, we got a full team, thanks." He says, uh, <laughs> "Well, what's your name?" I said, "Matt Root." In relation to Joe Root, yes. Well, Dad, actually, yes. Yeah. Right, you're in. <laughs> Brilliant. It's not what you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Fantastic. So, yeah, so that was first, first, uh, but I've been on the last three Ashes tours. It's a shame not to be able to go um, on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe didn't play obviously in uh, in the first one, but uh, we've, we've we've lost nine out of the last ten. Yeah. So it'd be nice to get one back over on this time. Yeah. Oh, not off. Not off. I mean, um, you know, what's it like? I mean, this is a, this is a question that's. Loads of people will be wondering, watching your son captain England in an Ashes series, and what's that, just, just what's it like? Because you're, I'm sat next to you at the cricket, right, cards on the table, and you seem fairly relaxed about it. You've watched enough of Joe's test matches now. You've watched enough of Billy. Not just test matches, by the way. We're going back, like, under nines cricket, quick cricket. Even earlier, yeah. You know, all that kind yeah. of stuff, exactly. So, so you, you kind of... Accustomed to watching Joe and feeling the ner- the nerves and oh, bummy heck, he's under a bit, you know a bit of pressure here and wow, what a brilliant hundred, you know all the different emotions. But that's a different kind of level, though, isn't it? You know. Well, you, you say that, but you know there'll be, there'll be people listening to this who've got kids and they go and watch him play football or cricket or any sport. The emotion only goes so high. You can't. There's a ceiling. You know, you just don't get any more. Uh, emotional than seeing your kids do well. You know, it's no different captain in England or captain in the local uh, the local team. If, if you know it's something special that they do, then it's it's you know, the emotion is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What 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 was it like in comparison for your nerves watching Joe go out to bat against a 95 mile an hour Mitchell Johnson wanting to take his chin off <laughs> compared to him making his Yorkshire debut, say as a as a child. <laughs> yeah, that's Good true. Um, Yorks, both Joe and Billy were watching the debuts. Was um, uh, it's difficult because you know they're trying to make a career for themselves, and and, and they're both now reasonably well established in their careers. But absolutely, um, 
you know, uh, to start with, you just want them to do well because you don't know if you know, they don't, they're no good at this, what they're going to do. Um, but they've, they've, you know, they've, they've, they've established themselves, done well, and, and that's that's one hurdle to get. Once you get over that hurdle, then it becomes a little bit easier watching, you know, every time they get the crease. Um, I remember Mitchell Johnson bowling at Adelaide in 13, 14. I think he took six wickets in an afternoon session. Uh, and he was he was bowling at late 90s. He was rapid. And uh, it's one of the best spells of fast bowling I've ever seen. And I remember Joe rocking back onto the back foot and hitting him through extra cover for four And uh, at that pace. And then I thought, he's going to do all right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be okay. Not off. Not off. I mean, we've had, obviously, Bill and Joe on the pod were pals of theirs. And that, that's, that's great. It's been awesome kind of following their um, progression through all the different you know rungs I remember sort of playing golf with Joe on the day we signed a Yorkshire contract and it was like a you know like a proper proper one you know not like an academy contract or whatever yeah. I remember thinking this seniors is, yeah like, big time I remember thinking this is cool like this is this is awesome um, but there's it's, it's a it's a, it's a I, I can't quite imagine you know seeing that progression what was the point where you're playing for Sheffield Collegiate yeah. and it's like anybody you know young golfers or young footballers where they what you know the fathers are watching them they're going actually this kid's probably better than me at this you're playing first team cricket with Joe and Bill yeah. was there a moment with both of them where you went actually I think they've probably got one upon me here because yeah. you look you, no, you, you played second team cricket at Knotts and, 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 and yeah. were a very good cricketer I played a reasonable level obviously nothing like the kids but um, mm. I, I, Billy first of all I remember at Works of College he broke all the records at Works of College yeah. uh, he, he did far better at Works than Joe did and I remember immediately one onto the geography uh, to the geography room roof <laughs> I thought like, no one had ever done before and uh, I thought wow you know he's brilliant <laughs> that, was, that was for me that was it's a lovely ground there as well oh, isn't it by the way yeah yeah great setting yeah and he really really enjoyed playing at Worksop and uh, so he broke, broke all the records yeah yeah um, for, for Joe I remember it was at Sheffield Collegiate we ran, we ran five teams and in those days um, I, I sort of I offered to stand, come down out the first team and go and play in the fourth team with Joe when he was about 13. And we had a season in the fourth team together. I loved that year because certain things you can teach kids on the pitch that you can't teach them in the net. You know, yeah. things like you know, that guy at points left-handed, so if you go to the right hand, there might be a run. Or, yeah, you know, chasing yeah. the score down, breaking it down to how many runs and over you've got. And, um, and that was really useful for Joe that year. I think, and I think he enjoyed it. I, I loved it. And, yeah. um, so you taught him how to captain? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying that. No, no, no. no, no. Um, but I remember in one of the, one of the, you know, go out and have a little net before the match. I remember going out and people were chucking balls at him and he got this little thin bat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was hitting this thin bat, hitting balls back over. I could hear the ball fizzing over people's heads and he's middling it with a little thin bat. And at like 12 years old, I was thinking, well... You know, hang on a minute. That's uh, yeah. not seen that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the defining moment. Defining moment. Cool. As you talk about Joe, he's been on the podcast twice now. Obviously, a friend of ours, and he's a, he's a great supporter of the Barmy Army. One story he's not so proud of out of his amazing career is when he was bowling at you at Headley Stadium. And <laughs> you may you have just semi-final. dispatched him out of the park, is that right? Yeah. Put him into the building site. They were building the new Carnegie Stadium and uh, 
Yeah, it disappeared into the stadium. Love yeah. that. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> did you did you have a few words with him or not? Or was no, it no, just no, a no, knowing no. No, knowing fatherly no, look? Just a yeah. knowing look. Yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> nice. Love that. He's I tell you what, good bowler though, Joe, as well, isn't he? He fancies himself as well, and I love that. I love that. It's a, it's it's a nice like little trick up his sleeve that he's got. I mean, serious, serious. I think well, he does think, himself a bit of a disservice. Well, I think yeah, that's the thing. I think everyone, you know, you sort of disarms them by there's a bit of cannon fodder coming here, and they go after him, and you know, he pouches the odd. Usually wicket. works. <laughs> well, yeah, he did do me in a Yorkshire League game that same season. So did uh, he? yeah, he did. Oh, is that for the was that for the academy against Collegiate? Was yeah, it? it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, um, so good. Um, we, we, obviously, you go all around the world, like we've said, watching um, and with sort of integrating a bit with the Barmy Army as well now, with your involvement, relative involvement, and I love, I love that. There's been times where we've been in a bar in um, Sri Lanka. I remember one night, and you were having a big night with the Barmy Army. And the next day, we're walking around the stadium, Chris and I, and we look up into the mm. box. And you'd been with the Barmy Army the day before. And the next day, you'd obviously right on the on the players' tickets. You sat next to Ed Smith at the time as chairman of selectors. I was thinking, wow, this bloke can really kind of do both. But I, I, we've sat in the in the in the on the Joe's tickets before, and it's brilliant, great experience, and you get all the food laid on and that. I want to know other parents mainstays. I'm thinking Chris Broad, people who've been there. You know, there must be some people who you who you enjoy. Uh, being with you enjoy that experience uh, a lot as well it's been quite nice to get yeah. to know a few of the other people well it's, it's funny because you, you know in a five day test you spend six hours well more eight seven and a bit hours a day yeah. for five days potentially you know 35 hours with, with, with other parents so yeah. you do get to know them really well uh, you know I know I, I know Jimmy Anderson's mum and dad really well I know uh, I know Brody's parents um, Johnny, Janet, and Becky, you know, they're legendary, um, the best. Those, um, oh, I could go, I could, just you know, there are many, many, many great parents that we've met that yeah. we spent a lot of time with and got to know really well. And it's 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 a, it's really difficult, particularly when you're under the captain and people get left out and things change because you, you know, you feel a little bit a bit awkward about it, but um. Yeah, we've, we've we've met some really lovely people, and uh, and we go through the same emotions, you know, as yeah, you, yeah. you can imagine. It's a roller coaster, right? And and you know, particularly I mean, 2019, uh, two two fantastic, there, winning the World Cup, and uh, what a game that was! And being in the in the stadium at Headingley when we. We, we beat the Aussies in that Ashes match. That's absolutely incredible. You hear a lot about some of the parents in the bar. Heard a rumour Jason Roy's dad's quite lively. <laughs> who, 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 in your opinion, is the, is the, is the best boozer in the parents' brigade? Uh, I think Halesy's dad probably takes some. <laughs> <laughs> nice, okay. Yeah, we've seen him before with his, like, we've he has like an India, Bihar, yeah. Indiana Jones hat on. In the stand, brilliant, very, very good. Um, just wondering on, on this, you know, it's coming up to the ashes. How much chat is there? And obviously, Joe's incredibly well established now, not just as a player but as a captain. You know, incredibly experienced, which is almost weird to say actually. But do you have a chat to him? About anything cricket-wise before, or is it just kind of good luck and, and whatever, or is there, or is there much? You know, you don't have to divulge what, but what what extent does the cricket chat go to? 
Yeah, I, I, I do give him my opinion, and 99% of the time he, he so ignores fact, it completely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> there, there was one uh, suggestion I made last year, which he happened to, well, I don't know if they listened to me or not, but it happened. Right. Uh, um, but yeah, it, Was it, it the right call, Matt? I think so. Yeah. Did it work? Uh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Dad always knows uh, best. Well, not yeah. always, but uh, no, I mean, I stopped giving him advice when he was probably 13 or 14 when it comes to cricket. Right. Yeah. And I think probably not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Because um, you're, um, you know, Don is an absolute hero as well, isn't he? Right? My legend, father, yeah. Legend, yeah. your dad. Legend of the right. game. Legend. And um, there's, there's, great st- there's great stuff, and I've. I had the pleasure of sat kind of sitting next to your old man at the cricket and he still almost talks about Joe as if he is 12 or 13 <laughs> and I love that about him. I love Quality. that harshest yeah. critic but also biggest supporter as well absolutely yeah, yeah. well I, I can remember when he, when he and I, this actually taught me a really good lesson because when, when I was playing when I got, whenever I got out, I made sure that I kept 180 degrees between me and my father for the next, <laughs> the next hour. Because he, he once he once told me um, you need to hit a cow's ass with a banjo. <laughs> And so I just made it, you know, I think as a parent, one of the best things you can, you can't do anything about the genetic ability, they've got it or they haven't. Yeah, yeah, you can't, yeah. you can, can't do a great deal about the opportunities that they get, although you can you know, take them places. And the big thing you can do is support them yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and make them feel incredibly important. Yeah. And that's what I've tried to do with, with, with my two boys. And I think, um, you know, I think that's probably the best advice I could give anyone if yeah. they're trying to get the kids to, to do well give them, give them confidence and, uh, and support as much as you can yeah, brilliant and, and you've now taken that to the next level in the form of the Roots Academy Matt um, people that don't know about the Roots Academy it's been around for three or four years now and it, it's starting to really thrive do you want to let the listeners know about the Roots Academy well yeah we set, I mean the Roots Academy uh, we set it up to try and put something back into cricket um, it's uh, we, we, we run uh, we run educational programmes we run coaching camps We've got a high-performance programme in Adelaide, uh, which is run by a guy called Sean Seeger, who coached Joe. Joe went out there when he was um, 18. Uh, he went out there as a Yorkshire second-team player, came back, made his first-team debut in April that, that year, and, 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 and he's never looked back. Um, we run a three-month programme sort of um, up to Christmas, and then we run a, a six-month programme, which goes from September to the start of the season. And uh, it's really designed to take kids out of the comfort zone, um, make them find a way, develop them as people. And um, and Sean's, uh, Sean used to work for Darren Lehman, so he's got a lot of experience in developing players. Opera coach. I sat with him in Sri Lanka um, when we could go to Sri Lanka. It was a few years ago now. Yeah. Uh, and we, we looked at the England team and he said I've had eight of those players through my through my doors wow so, that's yeah. incredible yeah. you know what I, I, even even you know that's that's at an elite level even just basically the stuff that you see on Instagram and stuff well you, you know? could do with one of them actually so the Root Academy <laughs> ball feeders for those people that have follow the Root Academy or the Barmy Army on Instagram they might have seen the Root Academy ball feeders and ball launchers you could do one of them because your batting is horrendous it's really bad it's really bad yeah it's terrible and I do watch the tips and the, he had the app and stuff as well which I loved right and, and Ben Stevens who does he was a coach over here in the UK yeah Ben's done a great job with it. Ben's brilliant and, and on Instagram if you're not following it I recommend you follow it Root Academy 
just search it, you'll see it. It put, puts the little training clips out. Brilliant. I mean, I've not managed to implement it into any of the cricket <laughs> I've played, but it's good. It's good to just imagine that you can for a bit. But that's brilliant. So I recommend you follow that. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a free online library as well, so anybody yeah. can go and have a look at it. There's batting, fielding, wicket keeping, bowling. Uh, you know, it's, it's, there's no charge for any of that. It's, uh, it's one of the most unbelievable Billy uh, videos of Billy when he's in Desert Springs. And if you want to see someone that can catch, watch that video. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a joke. Catches like, pigeons building. Within the second, the ball's getting thrown left and right and left and left and right and right. And he caught a lot of them for about 30 seconds. It's incredible. It's great, yeah. Bill, I mean, we talked about Bill's natural talent. He is so naturally gifted. Billy. He's got a great hand eye coordination. Amazing. Yeah. And we're not just talking cricket either. We're talking every other sport. Golf, yeah. Hockey, he was a brilliant hockey great player. Hockey. Played National League hockey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to go and watch him on a Wednesday for Leeds yeah. Metcalf. The green cards. Oh, <laughs> he was great. He was fantastic at that. Um, look, right, we're going to play a little bit of a game here uh, with you, Matt. Um, both Billy and Joe play professional cricket, of course. We're going to test your knowledge of things that they've been quoted saying in the media before. And I know that you like to read a bit of press and do a bit of press yourself. Um, you simply have to guess who said it, Joe or Billy. Okay. So we'll start off with... I think this is probably probably the easiest question you will ever get asked, Matt, I'll okay. be honest. Okay, all right, okay, we'll start, yeah, we'll go for an easy one, right, we'll go for an easy one. Um, I've been called Ellen DeGeneres on a number of occasions over the course of my career. <laughs> which which one of your sons said that, Billy or Joe? Joe. <laughs> yeah, no problem, no problem, it just warms you up nice there, nice, easy and, nice and easy, yeah, okay. Chris. Okay, so, I think I can be quite cheeky at times. Billy. Oh, it's incorrect. That is Joe. It was Joe. Yeah, they probably both are a bit, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And we've uh, we've we've had them both on the pod. Brilliant. So funny. So funny. Um, Okay, next one. Um, There was a one time at Scarborough when I really did get the hump. It was. There's a story behind this as well. There is, yeah. I remember we had to stop. I was playing the Yorkshire League match against Scarborough for Collegiate, and uh, the game had to be stopped because uh, I saw Billy running around the pitch with a bat trying to hit Joe with it. (laughs) Apparently, what happened was, as as used to happen, Billy had been. Joe's batting first. He's the oldest. I'm batting first. Pads up, and he goes. Billy's bowling him, bowling him, bowling him. Couldn't get him out. You're not. You bat till you're out. Yeah. So in those days, so he bat till he was out. Billy got him out. Right edge. Anyway, change over. Billy puts his pads on. In he goes. First ball. Edge. Caught behind. Oh, That's man. it. Out. No, not having that. Not having that. So anyway, stop the Yorkshire League game while well, the. Uh, we broke up the fight. Anyway. <laughs> it's a belter. It's a Brilliant. belter. Absolute belter. And the last one we've got, I really enjoy my fielding. Tricky one, this. <laughs> oh, God. Dear, man. Uh, I'll go Billy. You are it correct. Was it Billy. is Billy. It was Billy. Brilliant. Catches pigeons. He does catch pigeons. He's great. Great for that. Um, right. Joe's got a bit of a weird thing with the Ashes, hasn't he? There's there's some kind of connection between Joe and the Ashes because well, <laughs> I'm just thinking his birthday is always kind of around yes. New Year. So yeah, he, he was actually born during the Ashes Test in 1990. Hello, I was in labour. We listened to the Ashes Test while he was born. Serious? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, GMS, well, it was, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> I think it was Gucci's team. And uh, I mean, he was born midday on the 30th and we listened to it 
uh, all the night through oh, my 29th, and well, well, Helen was giving, giving birth to him. Yeah, so. <laughs> he got to day five at least. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go, it didn't go <laughs> that's a positive. Five, yeah. Yeah. That's a positive. Brilliant. What just what is what's your kind of best best memory, best moment with the Barmy Army or watching England or with Joe and Billy? You know, I'm, I'm trying to pick your brains on something. Funniest or go on, we'll have a laugh. We'll have a laugh. With the Gazi Ashes, I suppose. I remember a time in. Um, you remember back in '15, we 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 played we played at Edgebaston and we nearly won in two days. It went to the third day. I remember on on day two we went out for a meal and we we, we were due to meet up with Joe and uh, we went to a restaurant and uh, we wait. He's always late. He's always been late. Apart from if he's never late for cricket, but everything else, everything yeah, yeah. is slow motion and then there's Joe motion. <laughs> and so um, anyway, he turned up. We we sat down and we had, anyway ordered our food. I went to the gents. And I stood there, and this guy runs in. Hey, mate, mate, come out here and have a look. Joe Root's here. <laughs> did you go and have a look? I did. <laughs> Carly went and sat down next to him, and this bloke watched. Well, <laughs> fantastic, oh, great love stuff. Love stuff like that. We also do chorus corner, and we're going to do that on this podcast as well. But obviously, a tailored one to suit Billy and Joe, mm. right? Chorus corner. We um, we we usually kind of go songs and different songs that we've been sent in. However, um, Joe obviously has a couple of brilliant Barmy Army songs. Hey Jude being one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other one uh, to the tune of the Greasy Tube Butty song. Obviously, Two Fellow Blades on the podcast. Sorry, Christian. Yeah. Um, but we uh, a football fan. One night in Calcutta, right? Mm. So, which one's your favourite out of those two for Joe? Uh, I think only because I've seen the Everly Pregnant Brothers do it with with Joe oh, Plain. Yes. Yeah, nice. I okay. Think it must be. Uh, oh a yeah. Message to you, routine. Oh, brilliant! That's now a belter. That is a actually, curveball. that's a niche one. And I tell you what, um, have a listen to it now here on the podcast. It's an absolute cracker. You're messing around Kick Aussies right out of town Take a bottle of Rendos When you're going on tour Pants down. Get on lash with flint off. Just don't wind up so, in jail. As it's chorus corner, Matt, you've been to many ashes, you've watched it on the telly, you've seen the lot. As this is an ashes podcast, can we have your favourite ever Barmy Army Ashes song? Oh, there's many of them. There, is, there <laughs> certainly is many I've of them. I sang a lot of them, but uh, I think my favourite one has to be going back to the. Joe's first Ashes series abroad, 13-14. And uh, it was the one where, if you remember, you're going to break your arm, Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was that one. I'm not going to swear on... on, on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think Trotty went home after that test and yeah. Joe had to come back, not six, which he was batting in Brisbane, but at three. Uh, and one guy that was playing in that series was a guy called Mike Carberry, played for Hampshire. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Great player. 
and that's my my favourite Ashes song is uh, he's a mode of transportation and a little bit of fruit Carberry Carberry <laughs> that's a cracker <laughs> that is a belter Love that's my favourite well Love done that. Michael Carberry we need to get him on the pod yeah we do actually you're a good guy really nice fella actually um, how are you feeling ahead of these Ashes we are recording this a couple of weeks out so stuff could change but how are you feeling? Uh, it's weird not being there for you, I'm guessing. Yeah, really weird not being there. Um, I'm feeling well. I had a, I, I mean, I, I had a message today from uh, our coach in uh, in Adelaide, and he he doesn't think the Australians are in good shape. Right. Um, he says they, you know, some of the fringe players have played red ball cricket. None of the main Test players have played mm-hmm. yeah. any amount of Test cricket. I know we our our um, preparation has been interrupted by the weather a little bit. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we can't. Let's face it. We can't do much worse than we've done in the last couple of uh, yeah, series. So, so true. And you know, they've got they've got problems. Um, and you know, we've we've got some good young players in our side. We've got. I mean, Milan's scored. He's, he's played well in, the, in a couple of the, the the Ashes Test last last series. Yeah, he was quality, wasn't he? Um, you know, Ollie Robinson. Joe says he reminds reminds me of McGrath. Yeah. Wow. So in Australian conditions, he could be. Yes, uh, to you, Ollie uh, Robinson. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Brody. Um, Woody, you know, if everyone can stay fit, um, the batsmen, you know, there's a lot of talent there that I think have are yet to come to the fore, and I think this could be a great shot window for them to just prove what they can do. Yeah, pressure's off a little bit in many ways, isn't it? And um, you know, not you know, just, just by nature of the history and what what results have said in the past, you know, it's almost like there's not really a lot of expectation. There's no support, COVID bubbles, strange times. Brilliant! Really looking forward to it. Um, can't wait, Matt. We'll talk again soon on the podcast. It's been too long. Can't believe we've not had you on. Um, thanks for thanks for coming on. It's all right. My pleasure. Thank, Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Talk, guys. Man. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Thanks so much for listening. And <laughs> it's great. It's really great. Great to hear from Matt. Great to hear from Paul as well. In the previous episode, do follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, across everything that is happening in the ashes. Also, hit the subscribe button on this podcast feed. We're going to be dropping them out on the regular all the way through the next, what, five or six weeks or so? Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Come on, England. Come on, England. And we'll speak to you very soon, right here on the Shackles or Off podcast. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.